This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The undefeated streak is over at the hands of Cambridge United. Late goals for Sheffield Wednesday and Sunderland. Season over. Welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. Craig, I know you've been thinking um, on a day like today, it's probably important that Ben opens the podcast by singing. And I I, I know you're going to be thinking that and you probably don't want to put the pressure on me, but I'm going to do it anyway. Although we've come to the end of the road. Can you sing a harmony? And I can't, and I can't, can't, can't. Yeah, um... I think it's I think it's all done, isn't it, Dave? I was just going to say, Ben, that just takes me back to early Sunday mornings on the very first podcast <laughs> when you no excuse boys, for you boys the men out of tune with no I know, no excuse for you to break into the song whatsoever. Um, sadly, I think so. Sadly, I think so. Yesterday was a, uh, a after after yesterday. I think it's a step, a game or two too far, unfortunately. Craig, it was only ever going to be one decisive round, wasn't it? We've been saying week on week, and Kieran McKenna's even been saying oh, we keep it alive for another week. It was only going to take the results and the chasers to all win. Um, we'll go into it later, but the fact that they two of them just happened to win in injury time as well. Um, as Dave would say, sickener, sick enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. It's horrible. And it was it was on the either on the walk on the way back to the car or in the car itself when um listening to the radio <clears throat> and Graham Mack was saying, Oh well and was it Sunderland the day when it scored in the ninety fifth minute or was it Sheffield Wednesday yeah. scored in the ninety fifth minute? Uh, ninety two for just the ninety two for Lee Gregory and Sheffield Wednesday, but yeah, Sunderland even later. But they're just not letting up, are they? And you look at the form table now and we're down in like eighth in the form table and the team the seven teams above us are Portsmouth plus the Six, seven teams are above us, yeah. basically. They're just not, just not letting up. And Dave, no, nothing's changed, has it? Nothing's changed. We've, we've lost the game, and we'll go into that in great detail. 
obviously, um, there's a bit of a correlation with the teams that we've dropped a lot of points to this season. But yes. this is not about what's happening now. Um, this is about what happened earlier in the season and the impossibly fine margins that um, any kind of playoff push I would think take. so. No, no, you are right. I mean, yeah, it, it was it was just the start. The start absolutely killed us and we've been playing catch-up ever since. And, you know, since the turn of the year, it's been a really good run. No, it has. It's been a great run. You know, what was it? 11 games undefeated until yesterday, 11 game run. Um, yeah, I mean, again, even amongst these games, yes, it has the start that's killed us, but you look at the nil, the, you know, the draw at Morecambe, the nil nil at home to Cheltenham, you know, those games go, those games go the other way. And, and you're still sort of in there with a fighting chance, aren't you? But look, yeah, it's, it's across the season as a whole. And yeah, well, bottom line is we just haven't been good enough across the season stark reality across the season as a whole, have we? And the other teams above us, as you quite rightly say, have been just uber consistent. And, you know, when they have, when, when these teams have dropped points, they then seem to be able to go on a three, four, five match, like Plymouth have done recently, a three or five, four, five match winning streak, which we haven't quite managed to achieve. So are we, are we committed to this now, Craig? Um, it's, so it's at 64 points now with five to play. And we've been saying for weeks that potentially as low as seventh place, maybe close to 80 points. Um, it, it does feel like uh, um, it's the hope that kills you, but it does feel like any fleeting playoff chances are gone now, right? Yeah. Well, the four teams above us have all got a game in hand on us <laughs> and hand on us as well, haven't they? So I appreciate some of those, that, some of those may be against each other, but even so, you know, that even Wickham, who are just above us, are five points clear of us. So, yeah, it'd be nice. It would be nice just to rip that plaster off, wouldn't it, and enjoy the sunshine for the last uh, handful of matches. With all that being said, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the like button and help support <laughs> the video. <laughs> oh, dear, I'm making it. Oh, more doom and gloom. There we go. Um, right, let's get into um, some news. So the boys covered um, a lot of the news on the Wednesday live stream. So you can go back and check that out in the archives. And if you just click on the live chat button, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see everybody's comments and reactions as they were uh, coming in, which enhances the experience uh, somewhat, even though the narrative has moved on um, since midweek. Dave, I suppose the one story that um, didn't particularly uh, get covered was, uh, because it hadn't happened yet, was the... Um, new head of recruitment. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think Mark Ashton basically came out with didn't didn't name the person, but came out with it, didn't he? Um, that said, there was being I think at the fans a wink, forum, wink, nudge, nudge, wasn't there? Being an, uh, uh, yeah, an, an imminent announcement of a new head of recruitment, and the next day is revealed as Sam Williams again coming from a Man United connection. Uh, obviously, uh, very much a Kieran McKenna, Kieran McKenna connection. Um, I think he's. Been at United five seasons. Previously, been academy head of academy or academy scout head academy scout at I think Bolton and Sheffield Wednesday. So obviously comes with a great pedigree. And you know the manager Kieran McKenna comes out the next day and actually t- talks him up and says, "Look, he's going to be really important. It's a great signing for us. It's going to for the backroom team. It's going to be a really important. Um, you know, member of staff staff going forward. So again, great comes from a great pedigree. Can only expect good things are you know arising out of that." It's difficult, Craig, for us as fans. Um, where a head of recruitment is concerned, we oversimplify it, don't we? It's all about 
who signs and how successful those signings are. But the I'd imagine the, the remit of um you know this hire is far, far greater and it's about I you know, they talk about a philosophy and a culture and um it's about I guess having this eye across the whole of football in terms of who would fit this culture that they're trying to give. Do, do, do you see what I mean? Um, can, you, can you speak a bit on on that remit, I guess, Craig, and, and your, your general thoughts on the hire? Well, it's yeah, a holistic view, isn't it, of what we are as a football club and, as you say, who fits into it. And all of these guys that are coming in, not all of them, the vast majority of these guys that come in are coming in from an, an analytic perspective, aren't they? They've all previous be, previously been an analysis in some... Um, shape or form you know the, the guy we got from uh, Fulham was head analysis um, this chap was an analysis cracky analyst my an anal and was an analyst Ooh, that's <laughs> yeah. a tricky one that's tricky it is, it is it certainly is when you consider the first four letters of the word um, <laughs> until we've come until we <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, but, but what's quite interesting actually is, you know, all these people that are coming in, Christ, we've got a, a real sound, quite numerous structure now. Who the bloody hell was doing these jobs before they all joined? <laughs> Leo Neal. For Leo Neal. Yeah. Leo Neal with that. Oh, no. Oh, this, I'll put this cap on and Jack, this hat on. Jack of all Thank trades. You. While I stir the tea. Craig's joking about it, Dave, but he's totally right, isn't it? <laughs> Seemingly so. We well, seem to have hired hired about ten I mean, people. What what I wanted to just ask you about, Dave, is um, and obviously we'll we'll properly plug our excellent interview with Mark Ashton um, in a minute. It's almost like football's jumped the shark now. Where about five years ago, people running football clubs were so keen to tell us that they were into data, da da da. Now Mark Ashton's going right. We've got all the data covered, but don't worry, we're still doing the eye test. We still do real scouting, you know, to assure us that it's not all about the data right yeah i mean i think this is key this is this is key uh, you know looking at the additional fight what's the additional the finance that's actually been pumped into the club now and yeah we said who did this job before under evans well the budget as we know was so so constricted and so tight joking apart i think leo neil seemingly did cover about five different jobs now so yeah it's um uh, it, it's it's you know i think it's it's just a necessary craig said this sort of holistic you know and uh, I'll throw and say it now. Analytical <laughs> approach is, is very necessary going forward, and um, and um, it, we, you know you, what what you have now is seemingly so off the pitch is the complete scene, complete package. And now they just need to deliver on the pitch going yes, forward. Indeed. Perhaps uh, they can fully focus, um, as we were saying, on um, next season. Uh, please do check out, as I already mentioned, I think it's a great accompaniment, and I would say that. But it is a quite a proud moment for our podcast as well when we consider Dave and I swearing every other word and not really knowing what we were doing. And years later, we've literally got the CEO of the football club no, uh, nice. willing to speak to us. So well done to um, Richard and obviously some help from Phil Ham and um, the media team to help us do that. And I think moreover, Craig, rather than um, us breaking our arm, slapping ourselves on the back here, well done to the club for actually, because we know they're, uh, we're not the only Ipswich Town podcast and we know they've um, been keen to speak to all of the other shows, which is great, isn't it, Craig? Yeah, exactly. And and you could not, you know, have more of a contrast to what it was 
previously you know not only not only did we not hear from the people in charge they didn't particularly want to talk to the people to the people you know the hoi hoi polloi as it were you know you may occasionally have heard from Leo Neal might have given you a couple of sound bites which actually didn't reflect on anything that was actually happening within the club because he probably didn't know himself poor boy um to be so fair, no, and Ian Milne would talk to um, Graham on yep. Naked Footy, wouldn't he? I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, from from which, was it from the Dove or from the Greyhound? <laughs> with AD, or... with AD from the Dove. With, with AD from G- the Dove. GB yeah. was either leaving a pub or on the way to a pub. <laughs> yeah. And he won't mind me saying that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but no, it is, it is in fact, and certainly, you know, especially on the back of you know, an hour and a half that he spent at the fans forum <clears> chatting away. So there was, you know, he didn't have to. Yeah, could well within his rights to say, do you know what, guys? I have spoken for the last ninety minutes about probably similar sort of topics, but no, he, you know, turned up the next morning and you know, chatted for three quarters of an hour to to us and to to Phil. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so go and check that out. That's done very very well actually on uh, YouTube. So as ever, um, please do head over to the Blue Monday YouTube channel, uh, hit subscribe, ring the bell for notifications, and even though it seems silly, please do hit that like button because it does help us climb up the rankings and hopefully our videos can be seen by as many people as possible. Um, bit personal news for you this week, Dave? <laughs> um, I don't know, really. Not much no? going on, really. Oh, no, yeah. Thursday, I became a grandfather. So, um, yeah. That, oh, cheers. Cheers, guys. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so that was a proud a proud moment. Little Rosie, little Rosie Diamond entered the world. At, um, can I go? Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Angus, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. whole lot, yeah, exactly. She, um, so yeah, proud moment at seven pounds two. I suspect for your daughter-in-law, it was a whole lot of Rosie for a few hours. Oh, wasn't it? Bless them, and, and both both Hannah um, and um, well, not my daughter-in-law, my husband's had part, Jordan's partner, and Jordan. Um, they've both been in hospital for about three days. Well, you know, well during delivery, not not the easiest of time, and they've both got COVID, so they're home now. But uh, yeah, not ideal. <laughs> But they're brilliant struggling stuff. through. So, no, brilliant. Thanks for well, that. Well, I'll say Thanks it, for everybody's good wishes as well. Yeah, I know how much Dave loves receiving tweets from everybody. So, should we just do it now on behalf of all of us here and on behalf <laughs> of all of our listeners? Well done, Dave. Congratulations. Thank your you. Your old bugger, Grandad Diamond. <laughs> officially, I've officially obtained old git status. Absolutely. And can I just say, uh, uh, you know, you've gone for ACDC there, Ben. You've got a guy called Diamond here. You've got a, a name, Rosie, and you didn't decide uh, to you didn't couple, the, yeah. couple the two. Come on, what have you got? I, I, I know Dave loves that song, though. Um, so. No, a whole lot of Rosie. Come on. It's all about ACDC rather than this. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 saw, I saw something in between, but yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd go with ACDC. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know on Twitter. Are you in the ACDC <laughs> camp, i.e. the right camp, or the Neil Diamond camp? You know, I've never forgiven Neil Diamond. I was doing a radio session once when Neil Diamond was um, playing at Portman Road, and I was late because he snarled up the whole town with the blooming um, with the blooming traffic. Yeah, good old good old and Neil. I saw- and there's another track. I saw GB in the pub pre-match yesterday, and he <laughs> GB was in the pub, was he? Well, funny enough, outside Greyhound, lovely. Very cold when the sun went in. And he said, um, yeah, he played me a track by Don Rosie by Don Partridge, which I think was an early 70s track. And that's quite a nice track, too. There you go. And, yeah, do head over to the Greyhound, who are our partners for the previous hey, show each and every Friday on the pod. Speaking of partners, you know what the best thing to eat after you've been to the Greyhound is? 
With wings more crisp than a James Norwood finish, ribs meatier than Sam Morsi tackle, and chicken tastier than Wes Burns, favourite is Britain's tastiest chicken. And as a listener of the Blue Monday podcast, you can get 20% off by entering BM20 at the checkout. Order direct from their menu at chicken-ipswich.co.uk. They'll deliver anywhere within a 2.7-mile radius of the store. And if you're not quite as local as the Bond family, you can click and collect. The store is located just off Hadley Road. Favourite, Britain's tastiest chicken. Go and get involved. Favourite chicken. Thank you, everybody, for supporting our partners on here as we endeavour to grow our silly little podcast, having spoken to the CEO during the week. Um, have I done enough procrastinating so we don't have to talk about this game? Should we talk about Dion Dublin and Steve Claridge and Gary Rowett, maybe, and previous home, John Beck, John Beck. And previous home games against Cambridge? No. Let, and, right, we're Steve, have... and Steve Witten screamers with his left foot from 30 oh, yards. League Cup guys. Yes, of course. I, I'm actually yeah. surprised, Craig, there was a two-second gap there. I thought I'd <laughs> set you up quite nicely for that one, yeah. but it's, it's early in the morning here. Um, <laughs> right, look. Uh, let's get into this then. So, um, Kieran McKenna's uh, solution here, Dave. Walton in goal, Danassian, Wolfen and Burgess, uh, Burns, Thompson. So, we're quite used to this now, wing-backs, centre-backs, all, you know, pretty ingrained. But Morsi partnered by Carroll in central midfield and the front three, use whatever terms you're comfortable with, Selina, Chaplin, Norwood. Thoughts on the selection, Dave? Obviously, we have the benefit of hindsight now, knowing <laughs> we're going to lose the game and not score. Yeah, again, um, another mention for the Greyhound. In the Greyhound at two o'clock, got the team through as usually, as usual. And um, yeah, I, I mean, a slight surprise. No, no great surprise that he sort of tinkers with the front three. We know that's sorry, tinker. No, well, put that words one side that he's sort of gone with a, a variation of the front three um he does that most games midfield was a surprising one um i think we all thought that backinson was certainly growing growing into that role thought we had a half decent game against sort of plymouth as all the team did the week before so slightly surprised and this isn't with any subsequent hindsight either so i think slightly surprised that backinson was on the bench and carroll started um um, alongside why, why, Morsi. Why do, you think he, why do you think he did that, Dave? Do you think he thought we were... Because when I look at Carroll and I look at Backinson, I would assume Backinson, in terms of driving forward, would be a pick. I, think, I would assume you would play Carroll when um, maybe the midfield's going to be a bit deeper and have a bit I more think, possession. I think he, he played Carroll because he could see they were going to sit deep and felt he needed someone to, what's the phrase, pick the Circulate. lock. Pick the lock, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, personally, I mean, we don't know. Back in, and he's done this. We did this with Morsi. I mean, Morsi perhaps is a special is a special case. But yeah, he, he, you know, when he's but when he was injured, he was he was on the bench. And we know he came. You know, he came on against. Um, I think it was it was Oxford when he came on against Oxford in having carried injury. Maybe back and was carrying injury. But then would he have been on the bench? There would have been other perhaps. Elmiz, but then Elmizuni was on the bench. Are you reading too much into that? I don't know. But um, yeah, that was that was my surprise, and that is not said with any subsequent hindsight. What, what do you think, Craig? Yeah, pretty much similar. And I'd just like to point out, in terms of the formation, I'm, the way they started us up, we, we wouldn't, we weren't really playing. Well, Burns wasn't anywhere near a wing back yesterday. He was <laughs> right. He was right wing. He was right at the top of the pitch. So it was very much <clears throat> almost a four at the back with um, Danassian as as your right back. 
albeit maybe a narrow right back uh, and Thompson has left pretty solid left back and then Selina was quite wide on the left and Chaplin was very very central just behind um just behind Norwood so it was sort of more of a 4-4-1-1 potentially annoyingly was... you I've got it up on my phone you can't get it on SofaScore on their desktop but yeah the average positions does seem to intimate that um, Craig, that your your eyes are right on that. Sorry, Dave, go on. However, what what I would say yesterday, which I hadn't, which I don't think I had seen so far, Burns made some brilliant interceptions at, uh, in a right back role, didn't he? Particularly second half when we were pushing on superb interceptions. You know, probably you know fullback sliding tackles there, which hmm. which I really haven't seen him do do that at all before. I mean, I know we were pushing on and he was pretty much everywhere then, but yeah, he it was a, Craig's right. It was a slightly different formation though. Well, can we just stop for a minute on that then um, and play that out a little bit? So if, as I can imagine the conversation's going to go, and I wanted to put words in your mouth, there's a suggestion that perhaps going forward, we might be able to commit a man, you know, long-term next season, take a take a centre-half out, um, essentially, and still be able to survive. Maybe if you go to that sort of strategy where you have quite a deep midfielder who can help back with those numbers, at the back, um, I mean, do you then see a really orthodox four-three-three and Burns plays down the front right? Do you see a four-two-three-one and an extra man? I know we've um, a bit burned by the four-two-three-one formation this season, but how would you see that playing out, um, Craig? We have got used to the three at the back and the the balance of it, but. Um, I, I don't know. Is it an extra forward? Is it four four F in two like Dave loves? Can you survive that with two central midfielders in League One? Yeah. Well, so the, the issue we had yesterday was that as I said by virtue it did look like a four at the back to me yesterday. Um, by virtue of that, we had Morsey and Carroll were play. It was almost a four two as the start of your formation in that hmm. Carroll um, and Morsey were playing deeper. Double Morsey pivot, was playing yeah. a lot a lot deeper than he does normally or has been when he's been playing with Backinson. Um, and having three behind him, so it sort of just put us all out of all out of kilter, really, in terms of our attacking, um, attacking think, threat and our impetus certainly through the middle of the pitch. I think bar one shot, sort of snapshot, where he took a first touch and hit it quite quickly in the first half. I can't really remember Morsey getting in the box at all yesterday. No, no and he's been no. doing that. Which recently. yeah, so it's been a feature yeah. in recent games. Sure. Um, let's just we've got to give. Uh, Cambridge some credit um, obviously at some point um, and I'm sure you'll pick out uh, a player or two maybe but they line up with Mitov in goal Williams uh, Okenda Jones Dunk not that one May Digby uh, Smith Nibs Brophy and Ironside up top um, do you want to take me through the uh, first half Dave? Yeah um they caused us problems. I've got to say, we started sloppy, didn't we? We, you know, and I think that was a feature. That was a feature right, right through the game. I mean, they were well organised, quite athletic, strong. Um, like I said, well drilled. Obviously, had a plan. That Danassian Burns um, partnership was really well and truly, I thought, sorted out yesterday. I can't really recall any, any, any of them getting to the getting to the line at all. Where certainly the first half last week, they were just doing it for fun against against Plymouth. They caused us problems. They, they, you know, like I said, a, a mobile side, quite athletic, quite strong. Um, 
They always had they had Ironside up front, who I thought had a really good game. He, he gave yeah, Wolfen in a, a, a tough game, tougher than I've seen for a long time. L- really like the look of him, actually. Bridge sort of carried himself a bit, reminded me of Stockton from from Morecambe, but with a bigger, even bigger physical presence. Um, yeah, you know, we huffed and puffed. We never really able to get really sort of a clear cut chance, did we, Craig? First half, not not really. A couple of shots, but you know, they closed down well. Um, and do you know what? Fairly even. I mean, I know possession will obviously tell you differently, but certainly fairly even. And well, they had the ball in the net, which was offside, and a, and a really good save from Walton from a from a header. Um, arguably, they had the you know they had the better chance, better chances, but created the better chances. That's for sure. Craig, what did they do better than other teams have done? Because obviously, we've been on this unbeaten run, and um, Dave's been quite magnanimous there. Um, uh, were, were we easy to stop? We, we were worryingly actually, we, and I think it what they what they did do and what they were very good at, and um, Mick Mills sort of alluded to it after the matches. They were really solid defensively, and their shape defensively just really? did not alter whatsoever. Change. You know, once, once they'd lost, and this is this is by virtue of us playing so slowly, is they were very they were quick to get back and they were quick to get into position, and they didn't move from that position. But we just played so slowly and so methodically and so pedestrian. It allowed them to do that, you know. We, I don't can't remember an occasion whereby we got the ball forward quickly and you know behind the behind their fullback or played it through a channel. It just it just didn't happen. We were just so slow, and I'm not, and I don't think it's entirely coincidental that that Tom Carroll was you know sitting in our central midfield and he just took so long on the ball, didn't he? It just, just takes so much time to to think about what he was going to do and play that pass. And as people have said in the past, he's so ridiculously one footed that sort of half the pitch is sort of closed off to him at any one time because he's only ever going to try and play a, a ball that's going to be effective from his from his left foot. And I, I think yesterday, it just, our whole performance really, certainly until the 60-something minute when, when he went off, just sort of just seemed to originate yeah. from from him, from that from that axis of him and Morsey. It just didn't work. And, you know, I know we've spoken about Morsey and how, Whoever's playing alongside him, it seems to raise their game, doesn't it? Doesn't matter if it's, it's Backerson or or Evans. Evans looks a different player when he's playing alongside Morsey. Backerson looks a different player when he's playing alongside Morsey. It seems that whoever plays alongside Carroll, they become a different player because they're by virtue of them playing alongside Carroll, whether it be Backerson, whether it be Morsey. You know, the EGC seems to have the opposite effect on whoever's playing alongside him. Is that yeah, fair, Dave? It was very, it, it's a, that, that phrase, it was a bit tippy-tappy, I've got to say. <laughs> it was, it was. Yeah, no, totally fair. They were, like I said, you know, bang on about it. They were really well organised and well drilled. But as Craig said, you know, the pace we were playing at and moving the ball, certainly first half, it made it easy for them, you know. And there were a lot of loud and misplaced passes, weren't there yesterday? Oh, terrible. Um, and by everybody, I, I'd say overall, I'm getting ahead of ourselves here, overall, every pretty much everybody yesterday was below par, was a six out of ten. Apart from Walton, probably, who kept us in it. Apart from Walton, who kept us in it. Oh, Walton kept us in it. And I thought, to me, again, do you know what? I thought Burgess was half decent yesterday again. There was a couple of, Walton came for a couple of crosses in a couple of corners where he was yeah. he had a lot of people around him and he was he was there catching the corner. No, he was. I mean, two two, really two well, good saves. That the header in the first half, I think, was a better save than it looked. Yeah. He had to get across quite well there. I'm um, sorry. Um, and the, the second, uh, there was a header in the second half. Remember? But yeah, the header in the first half was a strong header and he got good good hands on that. No, he was very good. And I thought I thought Burgess was pretty consistent um, throughout the game. 
Um, Craig, do you want to take me through this then in the in the second half? So what you've described is this, um, it's a bit of a cliche, isn't it? The perfect away performance. It's, it's weird that the perfect away performance is considered, is not considered a 4-0 win. It's considered a sit in, get out, job. take your chance, get a out job. of dodge. Yeah, a job. But I, I prefer a 4-0 win. Not that I've seen many away 4-0 wins as an Ipswich fan in the last 100 years. But um, there you go, Ready. Swindon. Many many Reading's years ago, town. Reading. Oh, I was there actually. Reading. That's a good point. That would be the that that would be the last time, won't it? Um, how did they manage to then parlay this frustratingness and um, you know being behind the ball into a three pointer? Then Craig. Um, well, they stuck a decent set piece into a box. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is you know something in itself, isn't it? Um, There's questions yeah, they, about that, so don't go too deep. Yeah. Yet. I can, I can well imagine. I can well imagine there is. Um, yeah, but they, they, and as Joe said about Ironside, I can't remember if it was Ironside that Wolfenden fouled that led to the led to the free kick that they had. No, but, it wasn't. Um, and I want to raise it. It was, um, it was um, the left side of player called Nibs. And tell Nibs. me, is, tell me his nickname is his. Tell me he must be his. But um, yeah, that was an unnecessary. That disappointed me because he, he he did his usual thing. Wolfen and gave the gave the gave Nibs the sort of the space, didn't he? But got the challenge in, had control of the ball, and they just tried to be cute with it. He could have put that yeah. in row Z and danger averted, but he tried to be cute with it. And Nibs got the challenge in, and yeah, it was a bit of a clumsy one, wasn't it? Unnecessary foul that one, really. Yeah, Wolfen was a little bit off. Yes, he was a bit. Too, I know we know he's laid back. I, he just seemed to be a bit too I think, laid back. I think Ironside unsettled him. I honestly yeah. think Ironside unsettled him. He, he played him really well, really well. Yeah, he did do worse today. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they got they got that free kick, you know, down our down our right hand side, just outside the box. Um. And you know they they put in a decent cross. And to be fair, they did they won a lot of their headers in the box yesterday, didn't they? Even from open play and from um, yeah. from set plays, we weren't winning any of our. Defensive headers, uh, which is another uh, concern, I'd, I'd suggest. Um, so it's a good, good, good delivery from May, I think. Uh, Dig Diggers um, got the got the <laughs> podcast and, favorite. Diggers, and, uh, it was Diggers. bundled, bundled home, should we say, at the back. A combination of Ironside and uh, Thompson, I think, who didn't have the greatest game yesterday either. He was very weak at the far post to get out muscled and. Uh, yeah, I think, um, actually, I think in the end it actually went down to him, didn't it? It went down as an own goal. Yeah, yes, it was it an own goal. Own yeah, goal, Walt, yeah. Walton wasn't too happy with him, was he? <laughs> no, no, he didn't. He wasn't over keen to pick him up off the floor, should we say, <laughs> after, uh, after picking the ball at the back of the net. No. Um, Dave, Horrible goal. So, yeah. Um, so from going 1 0 down, uh, take, me, take me through to the end. Did we look yeah, like I mean, equalizing? There was, yeah, there was improvement. I mean, obviously, you know, um, I think he was looking to make the subs. Probably that is when he usually makes his subs. Had it even been nil-nil, but yeah, fairly soon afterwards, I think sixty-five was it. So we had um, uh, Bon. I think people just thought it'd be straight and Bon would um, Bon would perhaps replace Norwood, but Norwood looked like he was jogging over to the side and going off. But then, um, no, the you know, had a long chat with him, so Norwood stayed on, and it was um, Bon for. Um, it was Bond for Bond for Chaplin and a Luco or vice versa and a Luco for a Luco for Carroll. Interest interestingly, the two subs that came off were the two guys that were brought in as the changes for Yeah, I, I, do you know, harping back, I, you know, the performance was so we don't look we don't know the sort of injury. Back until might well have been carrying a slight knock or something like that. But you know what, in with hindsight, harking back to how good we were last week, I would have well I think no one would have been sorry to see that that team, you know, start the same team that started against Plymouth start yesterday, really. 
well, we've been full of praise for the bespoke approach, haven't we? So, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but, hey, it's not always the right thing to do. No, no. Sometimes, no, sometimes you go with the... Um, you go with the the hot hand if such a thing. Um, and sorry, something is going on for Matt. Yeah, um, I don't know, Craig. We sort of huffed and puffed a bit after that. Did we create much? Not really. Um, I think they sort of kept us arm length quite well. Then we had obviously the one half decent set piece. Selena took right in the you know dying what ninety second minute I guess it was. Um, I, I mean I've I watched it back on the video and still really can't see you've got a touch and who put it in but apparently Burge has got a touch and put it in and it looked like a Luco was on the line so I assume it's a Luco that was offside yeah I think a Luco was pretty much standing in front of the goalie wasn't he yeah. when, that, when that first yeah. header came in he, yeah. he looked offside and I think McKenna yeah. said as well himself that no I think it's a fair fair, fair cop despite yeah. the ref initially giving it and then oh hang on decided to look at the uh the Lionos flag I think I think he did get that right my god there would have been a linesman then you're just getting Dogs abuse from behind, wasn't he, when he made that decision? Oh, my goodness me. It's but, one of uh, those, though, where there, I always say this at the end of the season, the difference between 0 point and 1 point isn't actually that, that great deal. It's 1 point and 3 points that's there at this time of the season. Yeah. Everybody yeah. wins. Yeah. yeah, look, I, I think overall Cambridge, I just said, keep banging on about well organised. Yeah, overall, well played. They yeah. probably deserved it. A point, yeah, yeah. They, they probably deserved it. Yeah, yeah, they did. Fair I'm, play, I'm, fair play I'm, to them. Considering you know, we were at home, we didn't we didn't create anything of note. As no. Dave said, we didn't create anything of note really. Um, you know, you could look at the XG, which doesn't even total. What what one, is it? Craig? it over 0.9, I think ours was or something like that. 0.98 maybe. So over the and that's by virtue of accumulation over the course of 90 minutes. You know, it's not. Mm. There weren't, mm. And over that, there weren't really any clear-cut chances. Maybe Morsey's one was probably it. And that was a snapshot, a little poke. It's from, not enough, uh, is it? 12 yards out. Yeah. Was, yeah, Selena had a header, did he? Yeah, Selena had a header, which he didn't really get much on. But yeah. When, when Selena's having headers from 12 yards <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've seen that before, haven't we? Yeah, yeah again, he, he was a bit... He was a, he's, Frust, bit frustrating again yesterday, wasn't he? Just, yeah, well, you know, they, as you said, though, Dave, they all were, weren't they? Chaplin, yeah. nothing, nothing that Chaplin did came off. Nothing that Selena did came off. Morsey no. wasn't getting forward. Burns, Burns was, Burns, Burns was, but didn't get enough of the ball. But, but I'd say probably Burns and I. Yeah, Morsey's always. But again, Morsey was even giving the ball away yesterday, which is unheard of. But I thought Burgess was solid enough at the back. You know, he won his headers, I think, seemingly. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Burns, Burns probably did okay, didn't he? But just didn't never had the opportunity to get in those positions. But yeah, the rest, it was a, it was such an Ipswich before, <laughs> you know, you're up so high and you had the fans form, you have Ashton coming on. I mean, good God, after that Ashton interview, my God, everyone's, wow, this is so uplifting, you know, Christ. Yeah. We'll go to Cambridge. All we got to do is beat Cambridge now. We'll yeah. roll them yeah. over and off we go crew. Bloody <laughs> hell. And that sets up Rotherham and Wigan and oh my God, we're going to do it. <laughs> and you, and you're doing that in front of 26 and a half thousand oh, people. Stop it. <laughs> Dear I mean, it's really, absolutely um, mental how many people good, are going to watch oh it's crazy and a good a good on our on our um uh sort of like internal podcast chat from chris ram this morning they, he said he'd spoken to a cambridge fan and i think they got it summed it up quite right that you know they were prepared to you know saw what sort of side we were and um you know how, how we played against plymouth the week before and they were prepared for a real battle and knew they had to be tight knew how to be organized and he, he summed it up quite well this fan and said they were just quite surprised that just the slow pace, the whole slow pace that we played at. 
Speaking of then, our um, leveller, please do get involved in that. There's details and everything um, down sorry, on Twitter, yeah. or just yeah, gives us gives a shout at Blue Monday ITFC. There is a there's a free trial. Um, it is paywalled after that, but there's loads of people in there. Great Ipswich chat. We're all in there, and uh, I have to say, pretty much great Ipswich chat throughout the day. We know a lot of you um, <laughs> love to talk Ipswich all the time. Come and join us over um, at Leveller now. The reason, apart from that I'm just a bit irritating, that I've been singing End of the Road is this. So uh, Rotherham are playing in the Pizza Cup today, so good luck to them. <laughs> Wigan drew with Bolton earlier in the day. Fine, they're miles in the distance. MK actually are now one point behind. And I Nuts. think um, I think they possibly play ahead of... I think there's, there's a possibility Rotherham may not even... I haven't checked the fixtures, may not even be in the top two. Now, we knew that one of Plymouth or Oxford were going to drop points yesterday because they played each other. And that result did actually go for us, if we had been able to beat <laughs> Cambridge, of course, um, on the basis. Do you know what? Let me, if you are watching on YouTube, let me see if I can make that table a bit a bit larger. There we go. That should help. Um, so Plymouth won. They're off in the distance. Now, <laughs> this is where it all gets very frustrating. Sheffield Wednesday beat Wimbledon in the 92nd minute to move on to 72 points with six games remaining. Um, Sunderland <laughs> won in the, I mean, Craig, you said 95th. You can fact check us on that. Um, 95th minute. They move on to 70 points with six games to go. Oxford obviously lost. So Ipswich didn't lose any ground on Oxford, but they are now not the team chasing. Um, I dare say Wickham fans might be feeling similar frustrations than we've been feeling uh, recently because I'm looking at their last six games and they've scored 14 points in the last six and they're eighth uh, they beat Doncaster <laughs> yesterday quite handily so um yeah what it is what, what it, it is shows them but what it shows there Ben is you know, for people that are watching on on YouTube is the number of the, the green in the top oh, stop it eight and the and the orange in the in the bottom eight there you can just see that the the, the table split, isn't it it's half and half that Craig, no and I'm, I'm not being pedantic it's the lack of draws as well. And I think you mentioned it earlier in the pod. Um, look at someone like Oxford, who have lost two games in the, in the last six. They've still picked up 10 points in the other, yeah. in the other four games. It's, it's, yeah. You know, it's just... And yeah, look at the W column. Rotherham 24, Wigan 24, MK 23, Plymouth 23. And there are seven teams with 20 wins or more. So mm. I think you're totally right, Craig. It's... It's winning games. Okay, you can you can lose games and get promoted. Oxford have already lost eleven, the same amount as uh, we have. Indeed, Portsmouth have lost the same amount of, as Oxford as well. But it's that twenty in the win column, and that leaves us sixty four points. So six off. Everyone's got a game in hand. And, you see, you saw yeah, the highlights. Who's coming in first then? Go on, Dave. Sorry, you saw the highlights on the EFL show last night. I saw the highlights, quite extended highlights, I think, of Plymouth and Oxford. And Oxford absolutely battered Plymouth, seemingly. Did they? On the, no, on, on the, on the highlights reel. And, I mean, that's just that's just it. You, you know, you, you've got to win these games. Yeah, well, it is winning ugly. You've just got to. And, um, yeah, they saw it out, ground it out, got a bit of luck and scored a great, great winning goal. It's just, And as you said, looking at that, that 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 again. Well, how did you describe it last week? More green than a Snoop Dogg green room. <laughs> Snoop Dogg green dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, Craig. You you were going to come in, fella. No, but I was just I was just going to basically Craig. back. That's no, right. Going to back up what you were saying earlier, Ben, about about wins. And Rotherham have played two fewer games than we have and won seven games more. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. what that's what it is. It's winning games. And 
and they haven't been fantastic in all of those games. Admittedly, they were pretty fantastic when they played us, but they haven't been fantastic in all of those games. And it's about getting over and scoring. And you were talking about this last week, Ben, and asked me about what did McKenna mean when he spoke about you know horrible goals. Dave said that yesterday Cambridge's goal was a horrible goal. We don't score horrible goals, and that's that's our issue. Is that when we play well, we don't score enough goals. So when we play badly, there's no way in the world we're going to be scoring enough goals. And it's it's playing badly and getting a scrappy goal and it hitting someone's backside or it coming from a set piece. That's that's where well, you the, get those, the, you know, turning the disallowed goal. The disallowed goal. You know, not not. I'm totally not surprised that was disallowed. We just don't score goals. <laughs> we just don't well, score goals like that. You're quite right. And Craig, you've made a good point in. All the red in the bottom half talking about defeats. Okay, you've got a few teams going on surges, but Rotherham win those games against the teams in the bottom half. They, you know, they, and I'm sure, I'm sure someone will check the numbers and correct me if I'm wrong, but you would assume, and there is a question about this, about our record against perhaps uh, promoted teams and Cheltenham and Morecambe and Cambridge, etc. Um, and yeah, it's punishing those teams. Look, guys, we could talk for hours. Shall we get into the questions? I say, shall we get into the questions? We're going to do it because I'm just going to Bigfoot and press the button. We're we're rumbling on. Um, Dave, uh, this is Dave. He's going to talk to a Dave as well. Um, I know the ITFC timeline is probably full of who played badly and who shouldn't ever play again for us. Um, but we don't get too high with the highs or too low with the lows. The club and the team is in more. But well, that's more a comment. I think we all agree with yep. that. Um, oh, here's an interesting one from John Dave. Take this one. Uh, two of our recent managers faced off, Hurst and Cook, Sorry, uh, yeah. yesterday. Um, and Hurst won 4-1 uh, with, with Grimsby. Away. Um, away from home. Um, yeah, quick, quick thoughts on the Paul, exit Paul, switch Paul manager Derby. Paul Cook is doing a very similar job to Chesterfield, seemingly as he did with us last season, isn't he? <laughs> Where... Is there any chance he could quickly take over one of either um, Sheffield Wednesday, Wicker, uh, Sunderland? Sunderland. <laughs> Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with Talksport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash bluemonday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call 
on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. <laughs> um, you know my position. It's going to take it's going to take a lot for me to turn on Paul Cook, but yes, um, I, I I struggle with every passing week. To all is not all is not well there, is it? All is not well. Um, you, you no. mentioned Chris earlier. He's in the level of group. Craig, Chris asks, in what ways can the club turn today's result into a positive thing? Is it is it just the slate being clean and you know move on? Yeah, well, possibly, and it and it just probably highlights even more than what we what we spoke about and what McKenna also um, spoke about himself in terms of um, being able to get results when you're not playing particularly well and having different methods of scoring goals because we're not always, as we spoke about last week, we're not always going to be scoring the perfect goal. So you, by virtue, you need to have other methods of of scoring. And McKenna said himself actually in the in the fans forum, I think it was the fans forum. Or well, certainly was um, pre-match. Anyway, he was talking about set pieces, saying that you know it's. I think it was six. You know, I've got it here. It's sixteen games that we haven't scored from one, wow. and I would say it's borderline impossible to get out of this division with that record on set plays. And that's before yesterday. So that's seventeen games. So he knows himself that you know what the issues are. And I think probably yesterday just highlighted what our deficiencies are. So from a positive perspective, you could you you now know what to what to target probably. I agree with that, but I think in fairness, <clears throat> probably for half of those games, I'd say, must be now, we haven't had Evans. And I think Evans was just starting to to deliver, you know, certainly free kicks. He was just starting to to really, really deliver, deliver. You know, we were frustrating with him at first, but I think he was just starting to really, really perform that perform in that in, in that area. So to be fair, we but haven't but Dave, had him I, even. So it's appalling. It is appalling. Can I push back on that, Dave? Surely there's a psychological side and expecting to score from set plays as well. Yeah. And and it's not as if you know we've got you know Burgess in the team now you know Wolfenden's yeah. are small especially particularly Burgess for goodness sake um, and it just doesn't oh, is it the quality of delivery I don't know it's oh, I just don't yeah teams or yeah, is it just teams just set up set up against us and and win the first ball we, we never seem to win around. the first ball from a corner no. never. No, Never. and it can't, you know, because you've got Selena taken, then you've got Chaplin taken. I mean, so they're technical not, they're players. Not, yeah, yeah, exactly that. So it's still just a combination of everything. What I do admire is I admire the optimism of the North Stand that whenever we get a corner at that end, everyone's cheering as if we're, it's pretty much a nailed on, <laughs> nailed on goal. This is one of the big misnomers, one of the many big misnomers of football fans yeah. that a corner is actually a good chance. Um, yeah. I, I think we discussed this on the pod a couple of years ago, and. I, I think people would be very shocked to learn the actual percentage of yeah. set plays that do actually convert. No, and that's not excusing not scoring one in 16 games or or whatever. But look, um, as I say, it's the hope that kills you and no one has the right to take hope away from a football go, go, fan think, getting excited when a corner gets going, going back <laughs> to Going back to Chris's question and... Um, you know, <laughs> Good we day, all, well done. <laughs> we, all, we all count, you know, we all, um, you know, the, the, the dire interview recently, you know, what good can come of it? Well, does this give the opportunity to blood the odd youngster between now at the end of the season, There's a you know, we'll, we'll specific question okay. on that Dave. So yeah, we can, we can talk about that in a sec. Um, let's just quickly get through as many of these uh, mullet has today uh, shown just how hard we've had to work to keep up the great start. Uh, is the honeymoon over? Um, and it's high expectations from here on in. I'm not sure the um, expectations are uh, overly high. Are they Craig, especially after the output of the last 11 games and the fact that we finished <laughs> 
eleventh a couple of times. Um, yeah, I think people are just riding a <clears throat> riding a crest of a wave and you know, just grabbing onto whatever um, right up up curves they can see. And, you know, as, as I said earlier, there's nearly twenty seven thousand people there yesterday it's to watch just unbelievable. To watch Cambridge United, you know, <laughs> and for a team that's for a team that's ninth or perpetually forever Incredible. stuck in ninth. It's it just does show you that what what Evans got wrong, you know, in terms of the the um potential is there you know people are just gagging to go and watch and we were talking about this actually before and i'm sorry i will get back to mullet in a question a sec we were talking about this before in the in the fan zone about you know when mccarthy was in charge and we were getting ten thousand people to watch a team that was mid-table in the championship and you know people were saying well yeah but the football's not great well it's sort it is sort of proving that point in that people will actually come and watch you know an entire division below pretty much give or take two or three places because the football is better and there's more of a bit case of optimism. There's just a bit of a, a feel good factor around the club. I think it's it. I think that it's, it's not just the football. It's the whole, it's the overall product. There's a lot it? goes it's into just, that. It's, Dave, it's, isn't it's, there? it's just the overall product. It is. It is just, it's just 10 times, 10 times better. And the, what's the old adage, build it and they will come. And I agree. Need I the football on the pitch. Just yeah, that's exactly, sort of exactly match. what it is. It is. It's <clears> the whole, uh, but Mallet was sorry. Just Mallet was saying about um, honeymoon um, periods being over and things like that. <laughs> And I think, to be fair, I think yesterday was the first, the first really the first time that I've sort of questioned McKenna. And Dave said earlier about tinkering. Is he, was he just being a bit too clever for did his Did he overthink it? Yesterday? Yeah, very, very Maybe possibly. he did. The team selection um, wasn't, wasn't right yesterday, was it? No. Uh, Dave, this is from Andrew. And it's a good point. I, I don't want Andrew to be right about this, but he is. Um, how many points do you think we'll get against promoted teams next season? Do you think we can beat four... Out of a possible twenty-four, this man, I stay. Can I stag- that question? Dave? That is staggering. Why has oh that God. happened? I know Morecambe was opening day of the season, and Cheltenham away was in August, wasn't it? So maybe you can put that down to teething problems. But he's he's right, Andrew. In the question, that's atrociously bad, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, and and, and certainly, you know, you think Cheltenham at home and missed chances and stuff like that. You know, we it's, it's fairly well documented. We just haven't scored enough. Well created enough chances to score enough goals. We just haven't scored, if you overlook the goals for column of the teams above us, we just haven't scored enough goals. So, you know, unfortunately, Macaulay Bond, after an absolutely blistering start, has now scored one in, in 21, is it now? 21 appearances, mm. it might be now. Um, I mean, that's a that's a massive factor. But yeah, I mean, when I saw that stat, I couldn't believe it. But four out of 24 is just, well, <laughs> yeah, and, and we spoke about it a few minutes ago. Look at the Rotherham, you know, look at the Rotherham green, green W comments yeah. against those lower, 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 um, lower in the table teams. And we just haven't for some one reason or another. We haven't. I mean, early season, you know, we were at Okay, we put Burton in that category, but Cheltenham, we were one up and got done by the long throw a couple of times, didn't we? You wouldn't see that necessarily happening now. Um, uh, yeah, just frustrating. I mean, walk them away, just incredibly, incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Although I, I would just, I would just say, just, just to slightly um, take the edge off it, is that <laughs> the, you're getting, you're not doing as well against promoted, promoted teams, but by virtue of them being promoted teams, they are better. They're on a roll. They've got a True. bit of momentum behind them. Yeah, you're bring probably, it in. You know, you 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 want to see what you're like against the team. The team they're probably better than the teams that finished 18th, 19th, 20th, aren't they? Maybe in, in this yeah. division. You've got me because they're coming on oh. a roll and got a bit. I was going to say, look at these teams. Um, look at these teams. They're all gonna they're all gonna pretty much stay up, aren't they? Yeah, they're all good. Uh, Cheltenham played Morecambe yesterday. It was Cheltenham, 12th against 13th, wasn't Cheltenham, it? Cheltenham, Morecambre, yeah, so, obviously Cambridge. Yeah, they're all gonna stay up comfortably. Right, let's let's keep this moving, guys. Um. 
Craig, Dave Strang. Now, how can I describe the tone of Dave's questions often when they come in? Uh, um, well, look, we'll, re- we'll read it out in the in the interests of balance. Um, it's extremely likely we'll be in Division Three again next season. Um, League <laughs> One, the third Old team money. will get it. Old money. Which player do you think will be the first to agitate for a move to a championship club? <laughs> you can answer that nice and quickly, Craig, if you want. Yeah, I don't know really. Well, it's got to be a it's got to be a player that's good i don't know if anything would would they i don't know they don't they will seem a pretty happy bunch to be fair and you know in the in the main they seem to be enjoying playing the football and enjoying playing under the manager um it may it may be it may be someone like chaplin who starts a lot of games on the bench who doesn't get enough game time at his age yeah and at his age he wants to be playing and he probably could get himself a, a championship a championship gig without too much you've got to probably think which of those players could Get, would have a championship, would have championship interest. And he probably yeah. very, very, very deftly done because agitating quote, and that's Dave's words in the question, not ours, um, would be a sensible thing to do if you felt you were a championship player and you weren't on the agreed, bench. We, yeah. will, we will move on. Um, uh, Dave, this is from Chris. I think it parlays into something you were saying earlier. Would this team have got into the playoffs had Lee Evans been available over the past few weeks? Obviously, it was always a massively tall order to get into the playoffs. From- no, it was. Oh, look, who's who's to say that? But him and him and um, yeah, him and Morsey were just starting to flourish, weren't they? I really do. You know, we all we all were. I think fairly critical of Evans. You know, up up to that point, but I think with the change in formation in the back three, and you know the the you know um, the license perhaps for Morsey to. Uh, to advance further, yeah, I think he was really growing into that role. And I thought, you know, the, the confidence then I thought showed in his set plays, which were becoming much, much better, much better, much better delivery. So yeah, I think he has been a miss. But as we all said, look, it was such a tall order. The run was such a tall order. So um, yeah, it possibly yeah would have would have certainly helped. But whether it had got us where we where we needed to be or not, ultimately, who, who can say? Sorry, Craig. I've got a, I've it's got been a, a miss. Through now, we're going so long on these questions. In an attempt to speed you two up, it's going to be a yes or a no because we've got a list <laughs> on a list on these ones. So one word answer, please. And I will be on the mute button here. Um, this is FPL Tractor. Um, we'll go for uh, Craig. You do all of them first, okay? Uh, which experiments um, would the learned panel? <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> Consider over the last few games. Right. Yes or no, Craig? Baggett? Yes. Humphreys? Yes. Simpson? Yes. Four at the back? We were yesterday anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Aluko, Selena, Chaplin, front three? Uh, yeah. Um, a few games for KVY, Penny, L, Ms. Piggott? Oh, yeah, yes, no. Uh, <laughs> Elm El is yes, no. Um, yes, McKenna no, yes. to urinate in all four corners of the ground. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Well, I don't think we've got much of a curse on us. If we really just we just need honing. That's what we just need. Just the odd twenty years worth. Uh, Dave, same questions. Baggett. Yes. Humphreys. Yes. Simpson. Yes. Pro- proper back four. Exper- experiment. Oh, yes. Um, Aluko, Selena, Chapman, front three. Yeah. Um, a, a few games for KVY, Penny, Elmers, Piggott. Yes. And no. Um, yes. No. Oh. No. See, I tried to. I tried to speed it up, and it's been impossible for anyone to keep up with. Now we apologise <laughs> for that. I'll take the L on that one. Um, and do you um, 
you know, do you endorse managers urinating near near the ground? <laughs> a- in absolutely. The ground? Absolutely. I think everywhere. if he's doing a good job, he should be able to urinate anywhere. Where he wants. Where in the boardroom during the game, everywhere. wasn't there a player Neil Ruddock just pulled his shorts to the side and he did a did a pee in the goal mouth Re- regularly? I think he used to oh, pee right. up centre forward. I think he used to pee up centre forwards backs. Then <laughs> that's disgusting. Um, we apologise yeah. to allegedly. Neil, sorry, allegedly, and Timothy, yeah. whose questions are not going to get read out. Um, that's not my fault. Okay, these boys just went into such detail and gave such good value to all the other questions. Um, that we went a little bit long on that segment. So we've got to stop there. Um, look, I'm going to bring up the League One fixtures because um, there's some catch-up on Tuesday. Look at this, Craig. MK, a home game against Crewe. Yeah. Oxford go away to Morecambe. Um, Wickham away at Cambridge. Uh, maybe Wickham have got a bit more durability than we have in that regard. Um, Wigan at home to Accrington. Bolton and Pompey play Ooh. each other, but... Um, Craig, would you be in any way surprised if a lot of those teams I just mentioned scored three points on Tuesday night? No, this could be the final death knell, couldn't it? On um... (laughs) the final, 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 final nail. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, (laughs) but the final farewell tour of this. uh, Do you know what? It probably won't. Do you know what? It probably won't. And on Wednesday, we'll be clinging to these grains of hope. Well, we win five games. We're there. Given I'm going to Shrewsbury at the weekend, I wouldn't mind something riding on it rather than just travelling across the country for the sheer Yeah, you, you know, and, and and you're right. And, you know, the penultimate, what, that Wigan home game is going to be, I say, sort of another massive day. It's a ticket promotion. It's Easter. No, it's the um, school holidays and it's Tuesday after Easter Monday. So it's going to be another bumper crowd for the last evening game as well. And to be fair, guys. Chances are there's going to be nothing on it, is there? Jumping off the page at me there, Oxford versus Sunderland at the weekend. So one of them is going to drop some points. But then I just get so depressed reading these. You know, Craig keeps telling me about the form of these teams. And you see, right, MK are going to Wimbledon. Sheffield Wednesday, Bolton. Okay, that's a fly in the ointment game. Plymouth will beat Burton, won't they? Pompey will beat Cheltenham, won't they? Um, Who else have we got down there? Wigan away at Lincoln. Wickham at Gillingham. Okay, Neil Harris is doing a turn. Um, let me finish that. Uh, Oxford play Sunderland. That's the big one. Rotherham are away in the distance. So, I, I don't know. Um, Dave? Realistically, we're looking at Wickham, Sunderland, Sheffield Wednesday. Realistically, for once place. That's it. Forget the others. They're gone. Forget the others. If there is going to be any grain of hope after midweek. He's, he's turning, Craig. He's turning. Well, I'm not. He? Of course I'm not. But if there is going to be. But you <laughs> know. You know if there is Shrewsbury as, as we speak. There you go. Yeah. If there is going to be any grain of hope, um, then there's got to be a drastic loss of form by, or not even one, each of those three. And unlikely, unlikely. But those games the weekend, you're right. There's, they could easily, you know, look, all, all those could be defeated. We beat Shrewsbury and yeah, a glimmer of it hope. Only takes, it only takes one of Oxford and Wickham to win midweek and then we're like eight points behind yeah, six, we're, aren't we're we? Bucket, aren't we? Yeah. 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 Um, Shrewsbury, Craig, have actually been quite good recently. They won three on the bounce and look, MK are beating everybody at the moment and they beat them yesterday. So um, looking forward to that one at the weekend? I am actually. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, they're not in any danger of going down. They're at home. As you say, they're in decent form and, and we've been playing we've been playing better against the teams that have been in, in decent form. Yeah, we've come across quite a few of them recently and put them, put them away really. So yeah, they've got, you know, say, 12, 13 points clear of relegation. So they're safely uh 
it's sconced in in mid table. So yeah, I'm quite looking forward to it. I actually apologise there. I, did I overlook somehow? Overlooked Oxford? Did I? Oxford? How many points have Oxford got? Are they seventy two or lower 60, than that? Sixty nine. Oh, sorry, Oxford. That's sorry, 90. Oxford. Is, Oh, well, sorry, we've got 90. But sorry, let's just throw Oxford in the equation. I've got to throw uh, M- Oxford MK in the equation. MK is shaping up for 200. <laughs> and we're stuck here in time. <laughs> I somehow forgot Oxford in that equation. Oh, crap. Yeah. No, no hope. <laughs> no. Oh, dearie me. Um, well, there you go. Dave, who was it who said the gay meadow is shaking? Was that David Coleman? That's when I think of Shrewsbury. I think of that FA Cup. Yeah, we I mean we played them three times in about four seasons, didn't we? At Gay Meadow, yeah, yeah. I went, well, I went to the first game, yeah. When Burley got injured, yeah, great, in, yeah. great, great old ground, great old ground. Not there anymore. Sadly, as no they were saying, Spinal Tap. Don't look for it. It's not there anymore. And that kind of sums up our playoff chances, doesn't it? Don't look for them. They're not there, <laughs> They're not there anymore. Um, guys, please, please, please. And this is not a party political broadcast. Do check out that Mark Ashton interview. So, so good. Uh, so, so open. We're really, really proud of it. And the fact that the CEO is speaking to us is absolutely fantastic. Um, we are going to be back. Um, normal normal routine. We'll be back midweek um, for the live stream. Do get involved in that. You must subscribe on YouTube, though, and you can go and have your say in the chat as we go. Um, Craig, last words from you? Um no, not much really. Just you know, enjoy the rest of your weekend, everyone, and let's just not look at any results during the week. Let's just have a have a nice few last games of the season. Take them for what they are. Granddad Dave, mm-hmm. a couple of things. Just hi to Mike Gooding. I know travels from a fair distance. I think Surrey saw him in the Graham yesterday, so great to see him there yesterday. <laughs> You're and, coming over such a drinker, Dave. Hang on, wait, and one further, just one further thing. We should give a shout. Absolutely massive game for the ladies this afternoon at home Ooh. to Southampton massive game um rich will be across that for us yeah rich will be across i'm hoping to get across there via a food delivery to felix stone not surprisingly so um (laughs) so uh so yeah looking yeah looking forward to that and you know uh, that is a i would say must win game yeah a massive game in the whole scheme of things in the season um so i think that i should probably i should probably sing to finish shouldn't i should i do should i do the little bridge um when I can't sleep at night without holding you tight, girl, each time I try, I just break down and cry. I never known what these lyrics were. Pain in my head, I would rather be dead. <laughs> Spinning around and around. I feel quite emotional. Although we've come. <laughs> I think it's because Craig went a bit falsetto in a couple of his answers recently. I thought I'd do that all up there. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry, everyone, for that. Um, But there you go. You can clip that out if you want. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Blue Monday podcast, endorsed by Favourite Chicken and Boys to Men. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call 
on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.